go. What's up and welcome back to the Simbin Podcast. I'm your host, Job Burnett, along with two of my closest friends, Ryan Cornelius and Andrew Henry. And what's up, boys? How we doing? How are we? How are we? Uh, how was everyone's Friday night? Uh, uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good for me. Except uh, I lost my, uh, I've now lost my Stanley Cup champion and my runner-up. So uh, I'm not, uh, the bracket, I'm respecting the bracket. The bracket's just not respecting me back and it's just, it's not good. Now, also, try to say uh, I'm respecting the bracket and the bracket's not respecting me back five times fast. Not a chance this morning. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's, it's not happening. Me Did you guys have a little one too many yesterday? John and I uh, decided to delve into alcoholic beverages yesterday. Mm. Um, That's not no the diff- Lord's will. No different than any other Friday. <laughs> Remember, but, kids. Uh, Remember, kids. Stay in school. There was... <laughs> There were Bud Lights being thrown back, uh, some fireball shots, even that weird uh, Natty Light Flamingo strawberry beer, weird. I had a dream last night that I was slamming back Natty Lights and Fosters. Were you in Australia? No. If Anheuser-Busch is listening, we are <laughs> accepting sponsorships, so please. Yeah, we don't have any for some reason. No, yeah, I was drinking, it was like, and not even like, you know how the Foster's cane is like really big normally? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was a dream, it was double that size. Foster's? Australian <laughs> for beer? It was literally, I was literally going like, it was on my forearm and I was like holding it up to my, it was very weird. Right, didn't you odd. say that like Australian people don't actually drink that? That's correct. That's so disappointing. I actually... So when me and my brother are up till, uh, I don't know, it gets to about 4 a.m. coming into Saturday morning, and obviously we're three sheets to the wind by then, but uh, <laughs> one, of, one of our Aussie friends I have on Snapchat, we always play some Australian music, and just uh, Jeff loves to sing for him, and he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world, because obviously it's, I guess, midday over there, and we're just drunk as fuck having a time listening to some Aussie tunes well so that was our Friday night for the I would, NFL I would predict Saturday has more of the same in store yeah I think I might try to hit some hit some uh, some brews today I, I I was supposed to have off tomorrow but like work today we only worked for an hour because it was the torrential downpour. So, like, I got guilted into coming in tomorrow. I'm sorry. I should probably turn my speaker off. Um, oh, my God. The update I just got is, was Brett Brown, Brett Brown equals Australian basketball. <laughs> <laughs> the man who once stole emu eggs for an omelet is woven into the nation's hoop success. <laughs> That's my basketball coach, folks. He's stealing emu eggs. You can't make this up. Sounds like he wants to win. <laughs> they play today at uh, three o'clock. Game, uh, game four. Man will do anything to win. Six nets. Well, folks, the uh, the NFL draft is next week. I as heard. We, as we as we teased last week, Ryan's going to do stand up in front of uh, Bridgestone Arena. Um. Well. Hopefully the Preds are gone by then. That would make it much sweeter. 
Yeah, they play today also. Also at three o'clock, so it's gonna be busy. Before we before we get into the draft, I don't know if everybody had heard last week. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are the laughing stock and the biggest joke in the NFL now. I did you, hear that. If you did not hear what happened, uh, basically John Gruden and Mike Mayock, uh, two TV analysts, although I respect Mayock way more than I respect John Gruden, uh, they all, they sent their entire scouting staff home, and they are not expected to return by the time of the draft. And they did this because they don't trust anyone. Are you shitting me? I don't think they're shitting you. That's the thing. You're going to send your entire scouting staff home. The guys that have... People that have looked at these players for months because you don't trust anyone. Do you think they're working against you? Do you think this is uh, the Matrix? Do you think that they don't have your best interests at heart? Well, that, that's the thing. John Gruden is a very uh, my way or the highway kind of guy. And um, you pretty much knew it as soon as he took over and traded Khalil Mack to the Bears that he just he wants to in the most the idiotic yes. in the most idiotic move of all time. He wants to wipe the slate clean and make the Raiders completely his team. And it, like he doesn't care um, pretty much what everyone else has to say. Uh, he wants to build this team from the ground up. He wants it to be 100% John Gruden. Uh, I know he doesn't really get along very well with Derek Carr. So uh, I think Derek, is uh, he's not going to last very long in uh, Oakland, which is why a lot of uh, mock drafts, the one I have right now in front of me, has them picking Drew Locke, number two uh, overall, the quarterback from Missouri. If that's assuming Kyler Murray goes number one. Can, I just, say, can, I, can I just say this? Uh, John Gruden, I think he's overrated. Do you? Yeah. I think, I, think why. I think he's insane as a person, but like I, I would like him as my coach. He, I, I, I don't think he likes anything more than football. I'll give you that. Yeah, you can like football all you want. But uh, that Super Bowl he won in Tampa, he didn't draft any of those guys. No? No chance. No, he didn't. I the think you can argue for Gruden. He, he, uh, he did implement that defense, though, didn't he? The Tampa 2? No. That, was that wasn't Tony, him? That was Tony Dungy. You're kidding. No, I'm not. Uh, I don't know anything, then. Yeah. Dungy was there before, and their defense was, like, top f- 10 for, like, probably four or five years. They just didn't have an offense. And Gruden came in and made the offense go from mediocre to average. And that's why they won a Super Bowl. John Gruden rode that defense uh, yeah. to a Super Bowl. Tony Dungy and defensive coordinator Monty Kiffin. Yeah, you're right. I, th- I thought that that was Gruden's... Uh... That was Gruden's uh, brainchild, but I guess not. Gruden's an offensive that, yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a he's a quarterback. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Legend, not professional a, on my part. I don't know. And a legend about. quarterback whisperer. Right. Um, Remember his uh, his QB camps. That's the one thing I'm gonna that I missed about um, him not being a coach and him being working for ESPN was the QB camps and him <laughs> and him uh, not interviewing, but like he he just he. Even when he's not coaching, he was coaching. And it was, it was the best thing in the world. He not also, the best thing in the world, but, you know, it was up there. He also uh, can't evaluate talent. While, yes, the QB camps were fun and good and dandy for television, uh, the dude can't evaluate talent. Like, he wanted, he, wanted, he wanted Johnny Manziel. I think he wanted Zach Mettenberger. I think he mm. said Christian Hackenberg. 
should be a top five pick. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing he fired all of his scouts then. <laughs> he didn't fire him. He just sent him home. I know. He just sent him home. But... It works for Billy Bean and Moneyball. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen that movie. Every, everyone know it. Everyone knows every part of that movie is completely factual. Yes. <laughs> even 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 the fact that it did that they didn't bring up uh, Mark Mulder, Tim Hudson, or Barry Zito the entire film, and or they failed to mention that they had uh, Miguel freaking Tejada, the MVP. They didn't know how old he was though. Yeah, yeah. Miguel Tejada was probably sixteen year old in the minors by then, saying he's <laughs> age twenty five. <laughs> No, I thought, didn't he lie that he was younger than he was? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's the Albert Pujols situation. Because Albert Pujols is like four years older than his age actually says he is. <laughs> his age says he's like 39, like, oh, by the way, he's actually 43. That's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. It's very, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, Birth certificates are not a big thing down there. No. Apparently not. No. Apparently, no, they, uh, the kids have to keep count themselves. Apparently, uh, I heard a story that, uh, you know, Rugnet Odor, the yes. second baseman for the Rangers? Yeah, boxer. He, he, He's he a boxer. Out, he knocked out uh, Joey Bat's lights. He did. Uh, America for that. Because I forget that. Sometimes forget that the Blue Jays are Canada's team. They but, are, yeah. yeah anyway. Toronto's in Canada. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, apparently... Uh, Rugnet Odor, there's, I think, three or four Rugnet Odors in his family. <laughs> there's three or four of them. They hoping... were a poor family. They could only afford one name. They were They were hoping that uh, one of them would make it to the majors. <laughs> I don't know. But I guess it's working out for him. Apparently. For the Odors. That's the thing. Just have as many kids as you possibly can, and then the odds are that one of them is going to be famous. That's what it sounds like. Um, anyway, back to the draft. Uh, everybody's got Kyler Murray uh, going number one, from what I've seen. Uh, Peter Schrager's got him going one. Uh, Mel Kuyper, I assume, has him going one. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, are we... Am I wrong in thinking that he's a little overrated right now? Like, am I wrong in thinking that? Why do you think he's overrated? I, I mean, not to belittle the point, but is he too short? And oh, by the way, the Cardinals have a quarterback. Yeah, but he's a he's an asshole. Uh, like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an asshole. Yeah, but he wasn't. Well, I guess he was when he initially got into the league. But um, yes, he was. Yeah, that, okay, so that was actually a bad example. But um, a Aaron Rodgers has an arm talent that, like, we haven't seen ever, pretty much, maybe other than Dan Marino. Um, uh, Josh Rosen is definitely not that, and I, I really like the, the attitude that Rosen has. He doesn't really seem like he's a he's a team player. So uh, that I mean, could be uh, really something if Kyler Murray gets drafted there because now the two of them are going to have to butt heads, and I don't, th I don't know if... Rosen's going to be particularly welcome to him. I could be wrong. I don't really know. But um, that's just the vibe I get. Uh, going back to Kyler Murray, though, in terms of him being overrated, I, he's, there's not really anything that he does that I don't like. Um, he's only... Let me try to see what his 40 time is. It's probably absurd. But I'm not, uh, I think, I'm not I think saying... he's a fearless uh, 
fearless player. He doesn't shy away from contact, being as uh, being as little as he is. But um, and I'm like not... even watching him in that Alabama game, he he got like he was getting pretty much destroyed the entire first half and brought them back and made it a respectable score. I think they ended up losing by like eleven. He, he was running up and running down, running up and down that entire Alabama defense in that game, and I that's when I he really started to grow on me. Um, it's it's hard picking somebody that that's that's uh that's that short but uh i would i mean i would take him on my team that's for sure he's um he's 510 so he's like as tall as i am i mean that twitter blew up when the combine figured out he was 510 or not 59 yeah. good he god he reportedly I mean, ran a, a 438 in in spring of 2017 i'm reading spring, it's 2019 andrew what, that was 2 years ago what's your what did he get slower since then he probably got faster, considering all the time he spends in the weight room and training. Probably, yeah. What what Before, exactly do you have to do as a football player? I mean, marginally to like you, you can't to be respected coming into the draft. To be respected, it, it seems everyone is just trying to make a case that this guy is overrated or this guy can't play in the NFL. Anytime it's somebody that's not like a traditional stand in the pocket passer, people try to find flaws in it, and I. Don't understand that. Just be, the game of football is evolving. Yeah. Um, you don't necessarily need to be stagnant in the pocket and just stand in there and throw passes. Uh, people like Kyler Murray are going to be very valuable in this league with the uh, things that he can do with his uh, raw athleticism. So yeah. um, Michael Vick has the the record for a quarterback at the forty with a four two five. That's God. that's inhuman. RG three ran a four four one. Running fast doesn't really impress me. I mean, uh, it impresses. You, it, it, there's no substitute for speed. Any any football play, any football player in the NFL can run fast. Yeah, but not that fast. Mm. I mean, it, and there comes a time when you're in the open field where that kind of uh, those afterburners kick in, and then you start to separate yourself from from people chasing you. That goes a long way, and it especially goes a long way with him because if he's five ten and can't see over the line and needs to roll out or whatever. Then he can do that. Why do you, you think mean, Russell Wilson's made it this far? You mean when he Drew needs Brees? to roll out on every play? Because <laughs> maybe, yeah. Because he's not going to be able to see over his offensive line. He's also going to be running for his life because the Cardinals do not have an offensive line. Yeah. The, the you know, size, uh, Baron Corbin, actually, my favorite wrestler, was uh, formerly an offensive lineman on the Cardinals. They probably could use him. He could just hit an end of days on anybody that's uh, trying to blitz. I think that might be illegal. <laughs> what were you show saying, me, Ryan? Show me the rule that says you're not allowed to hit an end of days on a linebacker coming up the middle. What were you saying, I, I Ryan? I think the uh, the size debate with the quarterback is, I don't, I don't really, I will without a doubt take a 5'10 quarterback to lead my team in the NFL. I don't think it's a big issue as people think it is. I think you. I think you cut out there. Yeah, we we missed what you said there for a while. Okay. Well, <laughs> say it again. The uh, size right five ten, a five ten quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I'll take a good five ten quarterback any day of the week in the draft. I'm not worried about size. Um, NCAA football is not a child's sport. If you can play no. there, you can play in the NFL. If you play well enough there, you can play in the NFL. It's not necessarily true. Well, it's not like he was at a small school either. He was at Oklahoma. 
Yeah, and Sam Bradford went there too, and he was awful. Jason so, White went there, won so a Heisman Ryan, Trophy. So did Ryan Tannehill. I just you got Ryan Tannehill went to Texas A and M. Did he? Do I have that backwards? You have what backwards? Do I seriously have that backwards? I'm, then I've been getting that backwards for years. <laughs> we're not pro- the... we're not professional. I'm getting facts wrong. You're getting facts wrong. Ryan doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm just trying to say you got guys <laughs> like Drew Brees and Russell Wilson that have dominated the league. So I'll without a doubt take a five ten quarterback. Yeah, it's th- it's those two guys. That's the thing. That's because they don't take smaller guys. Those are the like the only they two do sample get sizes. They just don't get drafted high. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just have to see how Trace McSorley himself does. I mean, Breeze Breeze was a second-round pick, but he was 32 overall when the league only had 31 teams. Oh, okay. And if the Chargers – I mean, do you know who the Chargers picked first that year? It was – what was the year? I don't really want to know, but I bet you're going to tell me. uh, It was LaDainian Tomlinson. Ryan Leaf. No. It was LaDainian Tomlinson. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was going to be a quarterback. He no. used to be the face of Vizio TVs. <laughs> Who? LaDainian Tomlinson? Have you guys seen a Vizio since, like, the year 2010? No. Do you remember he was watching the TV with his visor on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For some reason? Yes. LT. Uh, what year did Ryan Leaf get picked? 98. 90, oh, Jesus Christ. I, I am so, we got to start this podcast over. I'm getting so much shit wrong. We're gonna we're losing followers right now. We're losing subscribers. I, I think it's because you were sober last night. That might be it. <laughs> I need a Bud Light line to get the juices flowing for me here. Let's well, just I mean, Nick Bosa to the 49ers. This this uh this draft or at least the first round is gonna be heavy heavy heavily um, slanted towards uh, pass rushers. That's just the way that teams are starting to build defenses around now. You need, like, a, a guy that can get sacks, basically. You need, you need a pass rusher. With with the way that teams are passing the ball as much as they are, the most effective way to stop it is lockdown corners and um, your pass rushers, and those are going to be the highest-paid guys on your team. you got your quarterbacks, your left tackles, your corners, and then your defensive ends. Yeah. Who, who, does, who does Schrager have the Raiders picking? I hope the Raiders get hard knocks because I'm literally going to come in here with a notepad and just <laughs> like, I mean, that's going to be, the Raiders are a stand-up special. <laughs> they got, they got, Schrager's got the Raiders taking Ed Oliver, the D-tackle from Houston. Houston, yeah. I have a question for you guys. What? Um, regarding the Raiders. Um, how much cocaine do you think John Gruden snorts on a daily basis? You know what's funny? I was wondering <laughs> that, and I, I'm going to go with a bold – I'm going to say bold. Uh, my bold guess is that he doesn't do any. He's just naturally that insane. Uh, I, I was I was kind of thinking he he does, like, a mountain for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> like, he's – I mean, I could see He's it. full Scarface in there. Like if you yeah. had if you had like asked me, there's one NFL coach that's doing mountains of cocaine every day. Who do you think it is? I would pick John Gruden. Like that's Pete for sure. Pete Carroll. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Pete Carroll. He's like almost seventy. He'll die if he does. You cocaine. see the way he gnaws away on that gum on a daily basis. Come on now. That's true. You can't. Maybe tell... he, maybe he's a recovering addict. And that's why. Well, I mean, 
we know cocaine is a big drug for people who have money, and everyone in the NFL has that. Yeah, there's no way he wasn't doing cocaine when he was at USC. Are you kidding me? He was a, with Snoop Dogg on the sideline? He probably just accidentally inhaled some when he was, like, walking by. <laughs> no, he'd be... Snoop Dogg smokes weed. I'm sure, he, weed. I'm sure he did his uh, fair share of Colombian Bam Bam. Colombian Whites. Oh, God. Oh, well. Beautiful. Uh, Happy Easter weekend, everyone. We're talking about cocaine on the sin bin. It's been a great Saturday so far. Yeah, we're just... I mean, mean, technically, boys, it is 420. Oh, my God, it is, isn't it? We all know what that means, even if we don't partake in it. We all know what that means. Um... Did someone Smoking get? The... Did, did someone call Snoop Sky to get him on the podcast? Snoop Sky, yeah. I got to text my buddy that uh, uh, I used to work with at the golf course. He's a big drug guy. I got to wish him a happy four twenty. It's like Christmas for him. Yeah. Good God, he not, has a lot of cocaine too. Actually, not not We're much. Of, not much of a uh, drug guy. This uh, this bunch here on the sin bin. No, I wouldn't know what marijuana looked like if I tripped over it. So, I think if, that's just false. I just stick to the alcohol. If it Why sounds, do you think it's if false, it's... <laughs> I know it's green. You were around you... it enough in uh, Altoona. <laughs> yeah, I could smell it. Yo, you know what's funny? I went to middle school with this kid that was uh, from Ohio, and he was a big Ohio State fan. And he he came into school. <laughs> he came into school with a with a shirt that had the Buckeye leaf on it, and it said earned. Because, like, they, they, they get stickers on their helmets with Buckeye leaves on them. Which so is like, incredibly it was big, stupid. It was, a big, it was a big circle with the, uh, with the uh, Buckeye leaf that said earned. And one of the teachers sent it to the principal's office because she thought it was weed. <laughs> so, that happened to me. So your that happened to me freshman year of high school. Well, yeah, we could, we could be stupid-ass teachers, yeah. That happened to me freshman year of high school, I'm not going to lie. You had an Ohio State shirt on? Yeah, and it was like the and it was the one it was like the big O and it had the buckeye with the leaf. Why are you wearing the... an Ohio State shirt? Johnny it's used not... to fuck with the Devils team. I did. Are you kidding me? I did. Uh until I think... until I strayed him on the correct path. Are you a big Terrell Pryor guy then? No. No? No. I mean he was a good quarterback for Ohio State, but Jeanette, Pennsylvania. Terrell Pryor. No. But yeah, no, I got, I legitimately got, like, a teacher came over and talked to me. She at least, my teacher at least came over and talked to me. She's like, what is that? I'm like, it's the logo for the team. And I was, I was literally, like, flabbergasted that she was asking me this. I was like, what, what? I was like, what do you want from me? I was like, it's the logo of the team. Like, they sell it at the college. <laughs> like, like, what do you want? I want you guys to picture this. Um, Penn State just becomes incredibly stupid and just decides to put paw print stickers all over their helmets. I would not be a fan. Just imagine how ridiculous that would be, just for one second. I will say I do like the idea of teams that do – I know you think it's stupid, but I do like that teams do the stickers thing. I think Ohio State's hockey team does it too. It's like war paint. Oh, that's ridiculous. The hockey team. The hockey it, team puts ridiculous. the stickers on their freaking helmets. I would not. I like the idea, but I would not advocate for Penn State to do it. 
Uh, I think it's extremely uh, childish. It's I, I feel like it's I'm childish. in a fir- first grade classroom with the the stoplight. <laughs> if you get in trouble, they move you up to yellow, and then oh boy, you don't want to hit that red. No, you don't. I, it it just it seems juvenile. I don't I don't know. Well, you've never seen like army guys that like have like uh they like mark their gun for every kill they get. I've seen that. Uh, that's completely different than getting a sticker for benching X pounds. Yes. They don't necessarily get it for that. Yeah. Uh, like if somebody like, like, throws a long touchdown pass, then they get a, a sticker for that. But but how how do the stickers work? Because in today's day and age, you can't offend anybody. Uh, so wouldn't everyone have to have the same amount of stickers? Um, that's a good point. If, but, Ber- if Bernie Sanders was the coach, then the stickers would be distributed. All right. Our, the <laughs> all right. I'd like to. I'd like to. Move They'd give it him on. to the water boy. I'd like to move it on. Uh, speaking of Kyler Murray, uh, he he did have a decision to make between baseball and the NFL. Um, did he make the right one? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. If you had asked me this a couple months ago, I was advocating advocating him to um, play baseball just because I didn't initially think that he was going to be um, this high a prospect in the draft. Um, it's it's weird that how um, how much the the mock drafts change over time since the beginning of um, or since the end of the college football season. You know, uh, I think coming into this college season, Ed Oliver was like the consensus number one pick. This uh, mock draft, mock draft I'm looking at has him at 14 now. So, um, not 14. Where am I? Seven. You know, seven, 14. They kind of look alike. I think it's the best of both worlds for Kyler Murray because he can go to the NFL, get his money. It doesn't matter if he pans out. He still has a baseball career to fall back on. He does, but I don't know anybody who's going to take that risk. Take that risk. Tim Tebow is playing AAA baseball. What would be the risk? Just, I mean, the th- the threat that oh, you might quit on me if I sign you to a bit. And he's gonna want. Oh, by the way, he's gonna want money. Kyler's gonna want a lot of money to go play baseball. He's gonna want a lot of money to go play football. Do the Athletics still have like the rights to him? Yes. For how long? I think it's six years. Wow. He's probably gonna wait until that runs out, so he doesn't have to play for the athletics. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think I Oakland's think he's actually got a pretty good uh, team brewing. Imagine Don't... playing in that in that empty football stadium every day. Well, yeah, that sucks. They, I'm not saying they shouldn't move. And I'm Oakland sti- and Oakland as a city sucks. <laughs> it's it's not good. It's Imagine lose, being Oakland and having to. And look, having to look across the bay, and there's San Francisco, and you're Oakland. Well, and you know how much money you got to spend to live there? How much? Yeah, uh, a lot. Like Andrew, like it's ridiculously expensive. Because San Francisco is right there, so I'm sure there's all kinds of people that move into the Oakland area for cheaper rent, but it's not going to be much cheaper. No, it's still California. So it's it's not like it's it's not like here. I think like San Francisco is not the greatest thing in the world either. People shit on the streets. That's true. Yeah. Like what? Uh yeah. Okay. You have in to, the Brown District. 
You'll you'll have to uh, do some research on your own there. Oh, oh, okay. They just let people shit in the streets. Who's gonna clean it up? No uh, one. No one does. It's just there. <laughs> the um. You can cut that out if you want. No, 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 nothing gets cut out. This is all real. Okay. All right. All right, folks. This is this is us. Kyler Murray un, should play football, though. I've changed raw. my mind in the last uh, in the coming months. Well, I think you changed looks... your mind because he's because he shot up the draft board. Yeah, because I didn't think that people thought that highly of him. So I thought maybe because he got picked seventh overall in baseball. So I thought, and plus he, he just he has a much better chance of playing in baseball because he'll start in the minors and he'll start there right away. What position was he in baseball? Was he an outfielder? He was a center fielder. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, he has some style with his center fielding too, which is why I would, I personally would like him to play baseball. He's so much fun to watch, especially on the base paths. He's, he's a, like he's out there turning singles into triples and shit like that. He's just watching him run is unbelievable. He I, looks like he's gliding. Really. I find it way more interesting to watch Kyler Murray play baseball than football. We'll see. That's just but why. like if he why? Once, if and when he gets drafted. I'm sh- whoever he gets drafted by, I'm sh- I'm sure he'll start right away. I I honestly don't believe that if he gets picked by the Cardinals, that that um, Rosen would beat him out for the starting job. I really don't think that. And I if gotta... he gets picked by Oakland, like I said, I, think, I don't think Gruden cares very much for Derek Carr. I don't so. think he's gonna fall to Oakland. Who else on. would the Cardinals even pick? Would they go for a pass rusher? Would they go for a Bosa? They might. I mean, then again, they already do have one with Chandler Jones. They already have one. Like they have, they have a pass rusher. I mean, their their defense, while it's not the greatest thing ever, um, I mean, it's not horrible. At least I don't think it was. I need to look that up. Uh, and then call Baron Corbin back. <laughs> oh my! God. He's got some years left in him. He's in his thirties. Let me here. I have the list up here. Um, the Arizona Cardinals ranked 13th in total defense. So that's not bad. That's not horrible. It's really not. I mean, put it this way: the Cardinals were ranked 13th. The Rams, who had all those players, are ranked 14th. Below them. Yeah. Um. What's his name was hurt for a lot of the year. Akeem Talib was hurt, right? And yeah. um, who was the other corner? Uh. Oh, no. Peters? Wait a minute. 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 What? Am I reading this backwards? I am reading this backwards. Unless you're reading from right side of the page to left, I think you're. Okay. They're not actually thirteenth. They were thirty-first. No. 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 Not the not the ranking, the way I'm reading it because it's pulling up. It's going by points per game. So basically, so they were 13th in points per game at 26.6, but the Rams were better than them at 24 points per game. So I have that backwards. Oh, you're not okay. What stat had the Rams right below them then? You got to hit sort at the top. What the hell? Oh my God, not professional. How come we didn't hire a stat guy yet? 
Who who would it be? Stevie the stat guy. Yeah, who was that? Yo, Stevie. Akeem Talib get... only played in eight games last year, by the way. For the Rams? Yeah. Yeah, I... Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm not well. well. This is what happens when you do a podcast hungover, kids. This is what happens. <laughs> Maybe we should move on to Andrew's ranking. Yeah, you guys ready for your ranking? Yes. Okay. Bring it on. So... From five to one. Oh boy. Kyler Murray. Mm. Oklahoma Heisman Trophy quarterback. Matt Murray, Penguins goalie. Bill Murray, actor. Uh Murr from Impractical Jokers. Oh boy. And Murray State. This is a all star lineup. Where is <laughs> where is Murray State located? Uh that is an excellent question, actually. I should know that Kentucky, because that's the kind of shit that I do know. It's in Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, God. Where? Can we cue some Kentucky? victory music for uh, yours truly? It's in Murray, Kentucky. Well, that, that. That's probably why they call it Murray State, right? That fucking helps. <laughs> it's, it's in southwest Kentucky. All right. So so what are they? Kyler Murray, Matt Murray, Bill Murray, Murr from Impractical Jokers. Yeah. And Murray State. Yeah. Okay. Um, Matt Murray's five for sure. Shocker coming from the Flyers fan. Yeah. <laughs> a, a Penguins fan would put Carter Hart at five too. So, also, 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 you go. Also, uh, you put Kyle Clifford of the Kings at uh, four the last episode. So I want to hear no slander from you. I think anyone who is American and is not a Flyers, would put Carter Hart at five. Why? Uh, I'm not saying he'd be one, but he, he'd be not five. Because he played for the disgusting Canadian World Junior team with their Weedham Boys goal song. and Yeah, but thinking, he was, thinking they're better he was than shit everyone. in the gold medal game. It's not even like that. he was like a threat to them in the gold medal game. He was not that good. And, like, there's so many players in the NHL that have played for Team Canada at World Juniors. Yeah, well, I, I, I think it's awfully funny when they play. They play in Canada every other year and act like it's crazy when they have the best player pool and win. And they act like they're <laughs> hot shit. Can, uh, we, can we also say that uh, the Canadians get pissed when the World Junior Championship isn't in Canada? You have it every other fucking year. Or, or some case, multiple years in a row. Sometimes they just say, hey, fuck it, let's throw it down to Buffalo, which is basically Canada. <laughs> right, it's basically Canada. Oh my god. It, it is. Th- it's not. No, P- Pittsburgh was in the bid with Buffalo, and they picked Buffalo because they were scared the Canadian fan base weren't going to go down. Well, Toronto's basically the United States then. No. No. Wrong. What do you mean, No. Absolutely wrong. You know how far south Ontario is? You know how far north Buffalo I, is? Yeah, I've been to Toronto. I've watched, right. I've watched USA play in Toronto. So if it's in Canada, it's in Canada. But if it's in the United States and close enough to Canada, then it's in Canada. Correct. You're catching on. That you, No, that's insane. Um, all I was tra- The point I was trying to make is they're not... They're too scared to take the tournament away from the Canadian fans. When well, if that's where the money is, then that's where the money is. Pittsburgh would have done a great job with the World Juniors. 
They would have. And Pagula Ice Arena at Penn State would have hosted games too. It would have been uh, PPG Paints and Pagula Ice Arena hosting games. Well, you should have campaigned harder. You should have signed a petition. It's, uh, it's just IIHF being... It's any organization being their corrupt selves, so... I'm, Pittsburgh definitely had the better bid. Buffalo had the tournament in 2010. So when it, was the last time? When was the last time the World Juniors was in America? It was in Buffalo. 2018, uh, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought. Do you know where it is in 2020? Trivia question. Because I have it right in front of me. Uh, can I get the country? Vancouver. No. Sweden. It's not in North America. Oh, okay. that's right. They're they're uh. Switzerland. No. It's not Sweden? No. Finland? Nope. Brussels. Slovakia. No. <laughs> Mason would be really mad at me right now. <laughs> um shit. Finland? It's still not Finland. We're running out of time. Not the second here. time. You can probably tell us. Did I say did I say Finland already? I don't even know. I, I Somebody did. Um Denmark. No. Germany. Nope. Italy. Russia. <laughs> no, no. Uh Russia. Uh, I th- I think like we're all out of countries. We've named yeah, them all. I, you're you're missing a fairly. I mean, in terms of like NHL production, are we? It's prob it's probably just below Russia, Finland, and Sweden. Norway. No, way more than Norway. Uh, Norway has like Zuccarello, and that's it. That <laughs> shows but, you how well I, I did in geography in high school. I got it. I got it. Czech Republic. Yeah. There you go. Good God. How do I forget that? 2020 in Czech Republic. Jesus. Jacob Vorchek. 2021 is it's in back in Canada. Yeah. Where Calgary? Um, I don't think it's. Does it just say the country? It says host country Canada. For venues, it has Rogers Place in Edmonton, and oh, yeah. um, uh, Enmax Cent- Centrium in Red Deer, Canada, Red Deer, Alberta. Uh, yeah, that's one of the uh, uh, heard of that. Canadian that junior like teams. Calgary. Oh, okay. Red, uh, Red Deer Rebels or something. The Red Deers? Playing the, the w- Red Deer. WHL. The Red Deer. Um, um, yeah, 2020 will be in the Czech Republic. But yeah, and then, then Canadians love to... Ooh, act, we're in a group with Russia and Canada. They love to act like they don't care about the World Juniors when the U.S. wins. When they lose, yeah. And and then they say, well, you you can never beat us with your... Uh, senior national team. That's what they always go to. They go to, uh, we beat them in the World Juniors, what, two years ago? Yeah, what, it was twenty. It was 2017. Yeah, we beat them, and then immediately they come back with, well, uh, you, you can't win a, you can't win a gold medal. Right. In, at the Olympics, when, oh, by the way, <clears throat> uh, Canada, you didn't win a gold medal for 50 years and you're claiming hockey is your sport you didn't win a gold medal for 50 years we got one before you we got two actually we got two in that time span we got one in 16 we got one in 80 so i think usa hockey is getting screwed right now with the 
um, World Cup of Hockey sort of don't really know the future of that. Um, the Olympics in 2018 was a bunch of misfits playing in Europe, and it was a bunch of it was a bunch of meh, and and some former NHL guys like. I think yeah, we have, the, why we does have, that only screw the United States? Because Canada has just so many more players. So the amount of professional players they have is no no country can come close to that. Well, then how did Germany win? I thought Russia won. Or is that, I'm sorry. They Germany beat Canada though. Oh. I mean, Germany has professional leagues. They let them play. Right, but it shouldn't be anywhere near the level that we're at or the, that Canada's at. Well, Canada Canada was using a bunch of European pros as well. I mean, so what's your point? Uh, my point wasn't saying our misfits are getting screwed. I'm saying our our best of the best are getting screwed. Because I think our player pool, our talent level, is above that of Canada's. I think you put our best on best against Canada, we win. With all the young talent we have in the NHL, the current game of hockey, with this, it's a speed game, high-scoring, fast-paced game, I think we take it. I think it would be close. Pretty handedly, too. I don't Pretty, think so. uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I think uh, Canada's stars are aging. I, I think they weasel their way out of anything in international hockey. I mean, it is Canada's game. As everybody loves to remind us Americans, it's Canada's game. We can never beat you. With the uh, World Juniors, or uh, sorry, I'm sorry, World Championships. Starting soon, the U.S. has a good roster going. Yeah, I do like the roster we have. Um, most people don't care about the World Championships. I didn't until last year. But if you, I, I love hockey, and especially whenever the Ducks are eliminated, I especially even invest more into the World Championships. It's always fun to watch your team. Or watch USA in hockey. The World Championship should be bigger than it is. Like, I, I think it's a great tournament. Um, that, that might just be me from wanting to watch hockey all the time, but I've always loved the tournament, even even during deep ducks runs in the playoffs and stuff. I mean, it's it's. I think it's because of the fact that it might not get the uh, recognition it deserves because it goes on during the NHL playoffs. Right. Because And it's not, like, done uh, during the summer. If it was done in, like, I'd say like maybe late June, early July, I think it would get more recognition. I think if there's not something done or something resolved with uh, sending NHL players to the Olympic Games or there's not another World Cup of Hockey, I think it falls on the World Championships. Um to at least every four years move the tournament and have it be best on best. It's what the game deserves. What do you mean move it every four years? What are you talking about? Move it to whatever. It's not every year. 
It is. Move move the tournament up to move it back to August or whatever every four years. Oh, in lieu of the Olympics, you mean? Yes. Okay. I mean, I think that that's got to happen or else we're going to be, who knows, the next time we're going to be able to see our senior, our true A senior national team play. I mean, that's that's true for every, when's the last time we're going to see, when's the last time Canada's going to see their true best? We're going to see our true best. Uh, the World Cup of Hockey in 2016? Yeah. It was supposed, well, I, it was supposed to be a, a thing that kept happening, but now it's it's up in the air. And now that the uh, dickhead Bedman doesn't want our players going to the, the Olympics, I, I, it's just it's not good for the sport. I, do you know how much the 2010 Olympics did for hockey in the United States, just based on Ryan Miller alone? Yeah, hockey participation s- skyrocketed. USA Hockey was absolutely thriving after the 2010 games, mm-hmm. and these are Olympics we lost in the gold medal game. I mean, it also did that after 1980. Uh, even in 2014, after uh, TJ Sochi went off. Yeah. Um, hockey, uh, it's it's something that the sport needs. It captured the country. Uh, but I don't know if you're going to get that. You're, you're certainly not going to get that with the World Cup of Hockey. Hockey fans are going to watch, but you're not going to get anyone else to care about it. Die-hard hockey fans are going to watch, yeah. But the casual person, no. In the Olympics is a different story. Everyone watches the Olympics. Yeah. Hockey's always had this problem, though, because we're not... We are fourth of four. Out of out of the big four, we are dead last, and there is no question about it. Probably, yeah. We, we are dead last. But, I mean... It's, it's just... It's, it's a simple... Like imagination of can I see myself doing this to the average fan, and the average person cannot skate. Like plain and simple, the average person cannot skate. To learn how to skate takes a long time. I mean, with U.S. with USA's current talent, it would be a real tragedy for us to miss out on our best of the best playing Canada's best of the best, Russia's best of the best. Cause I think this is the, this is the deepest we've been probably ever in our, in our nation's history in the sport. Right. Like if we're, if we're going to beat Canada and we're going to beat Russia, I want to beat their best. I don't want to beat their B squad. I mean, we're, I want to, I want to beat the A squad. We're, we've been beating Canada in, in developing young players and in the draft, there's. I remember watching the draft when I was younger, and it just you were just waiting for an American to get picked. It was just constantly Canadians, and now now it's the other way around. Teams want to pick Americans. They're developing the best players right now. We are. Um. So. <laughs> IIHF, NHL, Olympic Committee, I need you guys to figure it the fuck out, is what I'm saying. Quite literally. Just, like, make a decision either. I, I, I don't want to play this, this this limbo game when the 2022 Olympics come around. I just, make, it, make a decision and make it 
make it like before then, please. Maybe it's because I'm a huge U.S. soccer fan, so I have that international team uh, fire in me. Andrew's a fan too. Johnny's a fan too. Uh, I'm a lot bigger into it, I would say. Very much so. But I, I don't see why why international hockey is kind of seen as an afterthought when in soccer it's, you know, it's what everyone wants to do. Go to the World Cup. Be a part of their national team. It's, it's what everyone strives for, to be a part of that national team. And here you got guys turning down offers to go play for USA in the World Championships. I mean... I can tell you one thing. I would never turn down an offer to put a USA jersey on. I can tell you to that be, much. To be fair, are they turning it down because their team's in the playoffs, or are they turning it down because they don't want to go? Well, my beloved Cam Fowler turned down a offer to go to the World Championships to deal with uh, just some nagging injuries. He said he wants to be fully healthy for next season. but Which is understandable. It's understandable, but it hurts. To be honest, no, I mean that's uh, that's Cam America we're talking about, 2014 Olympian. Uh, I thought he would go, especially with the way this season went for the Ducks. It's understandable, but you want your best players to play in the World Championships, regardless. We still have a great, ro- we still have a good roster going over there. Um, we could probably stick a blind person in the net and they do just as good as the goalies we got there but you know that's a, <laughs> that's a different story that's a story for a different day yeah um, you guys trying to figure out your uh, rankings or what so yeah so based uh, based on matt murray we went off onto a uh inter- 25 minute rant international hockey rant it needs to be sometimes you just gotta let it out people gotta let it you guys out you remember the five yeah i wrote it down uh, on the google doc okay Oh, you wrote it. Well, uh, Johnny was in the middle of his. So, what's that for, Johnny? Uh, <laughs> Carry on, please. Johnny had Johnny had Matt Murray at five. Yes, I did. Um, and then Ryan started complaining about Carter Hart. <laughs> yes. Well, Matt I brought up. Car- well, um, okay. So Matt Murray's five. Uh, Murr from Practical Jokers four. Murray State oh, wow. three. Kyle. Kyler Murray to Bill Murray one. I'm gonna. That's in the order that you like them. Yeah, that was the order. You said rank them five to one. Yeah. Are you are you gonna get mad at him for his opinion? You like no? I'm making sure he knows what he's doing. So you like Murray State more than you like Murr? Uh, Newsflash: I'm not a big and practical jokers guy. But are you a big Murray State guy? You didn't even know where it was. <laughs> it shows you how much I like Impractical Jokers. I thought like it was just... Well, I thought like... How are you human and not like Impractical Jokers? Not a fan. Attention listeners, we we got a serious guy over here in Arizona. <laughs> not, a, not a fan of humor. I am so... Like I'm, I'm impressed, honestly, that a person could like not like *Impractical Jokers*. I thought it was just like, I'll die on this hill. Okay. I will. Wait, hang on. So. Okay. So Kyler Murray was two for you then, and Bill Murray was one. 
No, Bill Bill Murray is gonna be one regardless. Okay. Big Caddyshack yeah. guy. Massive Caddyshack guy. Kidding me? One of the be- one of the best movies, I think. It's in my top ten. I used to have a uh, a little gopher that you pushed a button and he would dance, like the uh, <laughs> gopher from Caddyshack. It would play. I've the, seen it. It would play the song. Yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite things as a child. My parents actually let me watch Caddyshack while I was young. That's how great that movie is. Yeah, so did mine. I think that was I think that was the uh, the first time I saw somewhat of. Uh, nudity <laughs> in a movie <laughs> I think I was like 9 or 10 <laughs> didn't know what was going on I'm sure I'm sure your eyes were greatly appreciated Graciously, greatly appreciated it yeah I was 9 or 10 uh, my body uh, so, I, now I know what was happening but uh, 9 year old B no clue no clue what was going on I've also always wanted to do the uh, Tootsie Roll trick in a pool since then <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone through with it, but I've thought about it many times. It was Bill Murray's scene right there. Uh, all right, Ryan, let's get yours. I am definitely going to take Murray State at number five. Um, Kyler Murray is going to be at four. I don't dislike him, but we have a star-studded lineup here. I like the way Matt Murray plays goaltender. Not a big fan of his country. So for that, he uh, winds up at number three. And I'm going to have to go with Murr at number two. I'm a big Impractical Jokers guy. I will watch it all day long. But Murr isn't the best guy on that show. We all know that. It'd be a different story if we had guys like Joe or Q in there. <laughs> but, uh,. And Bill Murray takes the cake. Bill Murray's taking the cake. I mean, I mean that's just that's pretty obvious. It's it's Bill Murray, guys. Like, did you think? Did you really think we were gonna be that dumb and huh? not put Bill Murray one? <laughs> that uh, scene in Zombieland where he uh, he dies is is a great scene. I, that's just that's hysterical. That absolutely hysterical. that is one of the that is one of my favorite movie scenes out there. At least with Bill Murray, for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say it's that and the 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 Tootsie Roll scene in Caddyshack where he eats it off the bottom of the pool. <laughs> oh man! I've only seen one Bill Murray movie. What? <laughs> Caddyshack. I'm reading his I'm reading his filmography. And that is what? I've only seen one. That is. Do you want to take a guess? Caddyshack. Stripes. No, you no. You seem to know what we were talking about when we were talking about Caddyshack. So, I was. I know it's a golf movie. Oh God, Andrew! <laughs> Jesus God! <laughs> I mean, you ever seen Ferris Bueller? You ever seen any good movie from the eighties? Uh, Star Wars. Okay. Only one of them. Empire Strikes Back cool. and Return of the Jedi are from the eighties. Yeah. Uh, totally. Top Gun. There you go. Okay. Seen that one. Passenger fifty seven. Andrew's not a not the biggest movie buff out there. When was the Princess Bride? Oh, eighty seven. All right, there we go. I got that one. Yeah, eighty seven. Good call. Side note: that's one of that's one of uh, Jimmy's favorite movies. Yeah. Um. 
did you, did you ever see Fast Times at Ridgemont High? No. Breakfast Club. Nope. Um. I watched Fast Mon or Ridgemont or whatever it's called for a tit scene. <laughs> I think we all did. That's literally the reason I watched the movie. We all did. Um. What was what was the other one? Um. Sixteen Candles. Nope. Oh my god. I haven't seen a single candle. Hey Johnny, why don't you save yourself some time and make an assumption that if you think of a movie, Andrew has not seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying a Caddyshack was like in your top ten, I want I want <laughs> list actually list your top ten. Guarantee you I haven't seen nine out of the ten. Uh, Space Jam was the one Bill Murray movie I have seen, by the way. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everybody get up. Oh. It's time to slam now. We got around now. Space Jam. Stop. Just stop. Just, just <laughs> stop. Oh, my God. Come on and slam. And welcome to the jam. Dude, I'm hyped for this this new one. Andrew Henry, everybody. Give him, LeBron, a, give him a round of LeBron applause. James, are you kidding me right now with the LeBron James Bugs Bunny backcourt? <laughs> are you serious right now? They're never, never going to lose. LeBron's probably just got to go sign with another team before they start the playing. Mon- <laughs> no, that's Kevin Durant. Exactly. No, Durant's going to sign LeBron with the Monstars. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Durant's going to sign with the Monstars. Is that why everybody in the NBA is turning LeBron down for Space Jam 2? Because LeBron's uh, just... Annoying, and he's on the sheesh way too much. He's on the what? He's, he's drinking wine every every day. He's an alcoholic. LeBron's an alcoholic. LeBron is he? No way. That makes when me respect in, him more. When he was injured, he's walking in with a glass, like a glass, not a cup, a glass, like a wine glass, and doing the swirl thing. Really, Johnny? Oh yeah, Johnny, you better stop right now. You're gonna make me a LeBron James fan. He doesn't seem like that kind of person. He's normally not. I can totally get beside a guy that, when not playing, drinks on the bench. That's that sounds like a fun guy. Remember when Kobe used to tweet from the bench? No. When no. he was hurt, I have never once no. followed an NBA player on Twitter. So yeah, no, <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry. You're missing no. out. I don't need the soap opera. This, the podcast is called it. called Sinbin uh, Technical Foul. Well, considering we're putting people in the Sinbin today, boys. We uh we would definitely have some five minute majors by some uh, by our antics today on the show. Yeah. Uh, Andrew. Yeah. The flames are dead. I heard. Did you? They flamed out. Put out. Flames have been doused. The flames have been doused. Yeah. In Calgary. That was in their a, home that building. A, that was a gentleman's sweep. A gentleman, yeah, they spotted him one game. So uh, here's a stat for you. This is now three years in a row that I've lost either my Stanley Cup champion or my runner-up in round one. I couldn't even get both of them out of the first round the past three years. So, And this year, it was both. Uh, last year, I had the Maple Leafs as the uh, runner-up. They lost in seven of the Bruins. year before that... How? How did you have them the runner-up? I thought they were going to win. <laughs> Some advice Too I young. might offer is to pick better. The yeah. year the year before that, I had the, the Wild going all the way, th- winning the Stanley Cup, and they lost in five. Fault. I think you pick with your heart more so than your brain. Yeah. 
What? Why would the Maple Leafs be a heart pick? Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't they be a heart pick? The team was young as shit. Yeah, but they were explosive, and they had playoff experience because they were in the they lost in the first round of the Capitals the year before. I didn't make my remark based on. Andrew, did you hear yourself? What? They lost in the first round to the Capitals the year before. They yeah, but they had at least been there before. Not really. What do you mean, not really? You lose in the first round. Yeah, you get experience. You keep doing that for another two, three years. Okay, yes, you have playoff experience. Losing in the first round multiple times doesn't give you jack shit worth of experience. Yeah. It most certainly does. It gives you, it, yeah, it gives you experience on how to lose in the first round in five. They played six games. It doesn't matter if you lose. Yes, it, it, wh- how do you think it, you have to win? Otherwise, the experience just doesn't count. They just forgot what well, the playoffs were like. I, I, I think it's interesting that the same teams win series over and over again. Do you think that's interesting? Uh, yeah, you, you look at the teams who won the most series in the past six years. Who do you think's up there? Pittsburgh. Um, in the last six years? Yeah. So that takes us to 2013. Yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh will be up there, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. For, uh, the Blackhawks, yeah. Kings. Mm-hmm. The Ducks. Ducks are number three. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Do you have the list in front of you? No. Well, how do you know they're three? I saw the list earlier this week. And it's something that uh, reson- Where are the lightning? resonated with me because Dead last. Of, of all those teams up, up top, the Ducks were the only one not to win Lord Stanley. Oh, that's 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 not good. Rip. But my that's, point that's, is, it's they knew good. they knew how to win series. Well, well, you gotta. You, you, there's a you gotta. There's a first time for everything. As opposed to the last time for everything, Brad Paisley song. I can't uh, contribute to that discussion. Um, <laughs> but like, eventually they're gonna win we're getting a little off track based on my comment my comment about the heart pick was the minnesota wild because you know you have a soft spot for the minnesota wild yeah i like the wild why do you like the wild because their logo is really cool oh my god and you have wild apparel uh wild apparel andrew can uh can you Actually, can you I give, can't, a, can you give us anything. a run? Can you give us a rundown of team NHL teams apparel that you own? Hang on a second. So what's um what's uh forty nine times two is forty eight, right? Forty nine times two. Forty nine times two is not forty forty eight or ninety eight. I'm ninety eight. <laughs> okay. So ninety eight plus eight. So they Wild had one hundred and six points that year. I mean, okay. okay. The Lightning had. So why had was a, that? A, why was that such an outrageous pick for me to have them going to the, the winning the Stanley the Cup? Lightning had because 128 points, and I picked them to lose in the second round. Yeah, but if I, yeah, I know that. The Flames and Lightning combined won one game in the playoffs. They had I know. nine chances. One time they won. I know that's that's cruel and unusual. At the, the Avalanche. No, it's called the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Avalanche are a good team. I, I think people slept on them for sure. They got hot. Uh, At once the once the Flames blew that lead in Game Four, it was pretty much a done deal. I I just the 
Calgary just uh, they looked dead really after that. That was so deflating for them. They they just, they packed it in. I I I can't believe that. What was the final score last night? Five to one uh, on home ice in an elimination game. You're gonna lose five to one. And it wasn't even that close. It wasn't. I was doing goal shots for uh, the, the Avalanche because uh, Jeff. Were you? Jeff has refound his fandom for the Avalanche. Yeah, it was five one last night. It was fun. I love uh, any time the Flames lose. I'm I'm all for it. So my other my other two Final Four teams were the Hurricanes and the uh, Blues. So they're still in it. We'll at see. Least. And then I was going to bring up the Hurricanes as a heart pick for sure. Yeah, that one I'll admit. I mean, we. That was a big hard pick. The Wild in 2017 was not a hard pick. That was a head pick. Uh, to be, to be honest, the pick's not. I no, no one can give you any shit right now for picking the Hurricanes to go far because mm-hmm. they look like far and away the better team in the series so far. They have mm-hmm. been. Whether they ultimately win, I don't know because the Caps always seem to weasel their way out of whatever situation they're in. Not this year, baby. There's no escape. There's no escape from PNC Arena. I, and those bunch of jerks. That building was absolutely electric for Game 3 and 4. Yeah, it was. It was I would have liked to attend a game, but uh, tickets were out of this world, considering it's been 10 years since they've been in the playoffs. Yeah, 2009. So it's it's been a long time coming for the Carolina fans. Yeah. How far away are you from Raleigh? Three hours. Not bad. There's, uh, you see, you see some Canes fans here and there around here. I mean, it's all, all the games are on, uh, on cable television here on. Oh, you get Fox Sports Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense, yeah. yeah. He's in the Carolina. That's Andrew, right. I he would is, assume. yeah. He's in the south, he's in the southern one. I, I do spend a decent amount of time in the, uh, northern one, too. The top one? Yeah, because when I work up. Uh, near the border sometimes, so I stay at my parents' house in Charlotte. I'm all over the map, people, if you couldn't, couldn't figure it out by now. Um, well, uh, guys, I, I have some news. Did the did the Red Sox win? They did win a game. Are the Lightning back in it? No. I have a uh. Uh, Boston baseball thing to say. Okay. There used to be a team in Boston named the Boston Bean Eaters. <laughs> what? What? The Boston Bean Eaters. What? What was? When was this? Hold on, I'll get, I'm getting uh, Stevie to fact check it for us. Holy shit! He's they and they became the Braves. Oh my god, the Braves are in the broadcast region down here too. I can finally become a Bean Eaters fan. Yeah, get a Bean Eaters jersey. I I was actually talking about it last night. I'm I'm going to get a Boston Bean Eater shirt. How, like, how was that allowed? Did that mean something different back then? Uh, I guess they just were eating beans. <laughs> I'm cutting this out of the show. What? I need to. I you know what? I need to get a beer. <laughs> I need to get a beer after the family. You're, you're cutting out Boston bean eaters from the show, Johnny. Don't you dare! 
That's you're fired oh, from producer. Oh that's my God. best content since the podcast started. <laughs> since the since the show's inception. Oh, I was ready God. for that with Red Sox. Speaking of Boston baseball, how about His best content? How about those bean eaters, huh? So from now on, we will forever refer to the Atlanta Braves as the Atlanta Bean Eaters. So, listeners, if you're ever confused when we're talking about the Bean Eaters, it is, in fact, the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. We're talking about Dansby Swanson and Freddie Freeman and the Bean Eaters. Oh, my. And Ronald Acuna Jr. Not him. He's not really Bean Eater material. Do you know Freddie Freeman's Canadian? Do you hate him? Uh, He doesn't play hockey. I don't really care about Canadian. Oh, so it's only Canadian hockey. Okay. I, they, uh, there's, there's, I don't just hate Canadians because they're Canadian. Um, I've been been to Canada multiple times on hockey related trips, playing and say, watching. Folks, we don't just hate people for no reason. Um, but there's always a rhyme to the reason. At at the World there's... Cup of Hockey, uh, Canadians were just absolute asshats to myself and my friend just because. You know, being the Americans we are, we drove up to Canada to give Toronto our tourism money and watch our team play. But I guess there's something wrong with that uh, when Canadians flood our country all season long and watch hockey. So they just weren't very nice at all. Leave it at that. Anyway, the Red Sox did win a game, and I, for one, was shocked. You know why? Why is that? Because we had the lead. We had it, and then we blew the lead. And I thought to myself, all right, I guess I'm switching the channel because we've blown this lead. We've given it up. We're done. We're going to lose again. You're not a real fan. You don't watch all nine innings of every game. Yeah. Let it get there. I d- it's, I it's so hard to watch a nine-inning that, baseball that was, game. That was a joke, guys. Without beer. I'm not, I'm not coming at him. I did keep it on, but it was on mute because I was doing other things. Yeah, that's the, the, that's the only way you can do it. You can't, you can't like only watch a baseball game. You need to have something else happening. I, I used right. to be able. There's too, there's too much dead space. I used to be able to sit there and I would watch all nine innings of a Yankees game just all season long. Yeah, I did too. And I was, I used to be glued to Phillies games. And and yeah, and I, now I like, I just find myself <laughs> on my phone. I, I like. I guess I, I, we've de- we've changed as a human race since we were younger, with technology. It's like yeah, yeah. I do watch every game, or I try to, but most of the time, if I do have the broadcast on, I'm on my phone. Like it's that's just the way we watch TV now. It's, you kinda, TV's it, on, your phone's on. That's the thing with soccer and hockey. I am never dicking around on my phone. Yeah, it's constant action. Un- un- unless you're talking about the this this past season's edition of the Ducks, they were very painfully boring to watch most of the year. So I did find <laughs> myself on Twitter or Instagram. I do like uh, Instagram is my favorite social media, by the way. There are uh, lots of good things to look at. It's talking about girls, folks. Yes, lots of bikinis. It's a fun time. What were you saying about the Red Sox? They won. I don't. They 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 won a game, and not only did they win a game, we beat the the leader in the division right now, 
and obviously I know it's April. Is that surprising, though? It's baseball. No. It's a sport where the Orioles are going to win. The Orioles, the worst team in the major leagues, they're going to win 50 games. 50, 60 games? They're not that bad. Overachieve and win 70? There's no way they could only win 50, right? Uh, You know what their record was last year, Andrew? What was it? 47 and 115. You're, was it really that bad? I'm staring at it right now. <laughs> now yes, that was that bad. All right, that's grounds for relegation. You know how many games back they were? 61? Yeah. <laughs> so if they get relegated, do they bring Norfolk up or yeah. or does does <laughs> Or no no no, it would be like the I'm pretty sure it would be Nor- whoever wins uh the Triple A championship. Oh, okay. Pretty sure pretty sure Norfolk is uh, the Baltimore Orioles right now. Pretty sure everybody on that team is a AAA player. That would be weird. So Chris who Davis won, included. Who won the minor league championship last year then? I have no you idea. You know, Andrew, I was just uh, I was wondering why I didn't watch that AAA championship series. <laughs> I have no clue. Because then, like, what, what would you do? What would you do? Like, what if, what if it's like the... What if it was like the the uh, the Blue Jays affiliate that like gets promoted? So now the Blue Jays and the Blue Jays affiliate are in the same division now, playing together. That yeah, would be something else. That's civil war. I I have a question to pose. And then like if somebody from the Blue Jays gets hurt, then they just like have to call up somebody from another team they're playing. What Ryan? So yeah, th- th- that bet just got really stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really dumb. Um, imagine being a MLB prospect. Do you want to get drafted to a uh, winning organization, historic, historically winning organizations, Cubs, Red Sox, Yankees, right. whatever? I don't know. I don't know if the Cubs are historically winning, well, but I see your point. <laughs> yeah, they're historically losing, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's just make re- let's make fun of my mistake. When uh, all right, I'll make sure to to slander you guys all day. Now that we're doing that. I've admitted so many of my stakes are... Yo, I'm the guy that thought that John Gruden invented the Tampa 2. Well, I, I don't know why anyone would know that, so... <laughs> but anyway... That was me. Back to my story. A historically yes. winning organization. I did, uh, Andrew said I'm not the offended type, but I did get offended right there. Yeah. So... Anyway, Ryan, continue. We're not all perfect. Um, or would you rather go to an organization like the Orioles, and you could be making big league bucks really soon... Um, there's a lot of benefits that go along with making it to the major leagues when it comes to retirement, uh, just salary. So do you want to get to the major leagues as soon as possible? Or do you want to, uh, slum it up in the minor leagues for years and try and make it on a good organization? Well, the, the, a couple of things with that, if you're in that winning organization, but you're you're balling out. Uh, you're not going to be in the minors for very long. Either you'll get called up, or if there's no room for you, then you'll get included in a trade and go somewhere where you can be called up. So I don't think that if you're that good, you would be stuck in the minors that long. Um, I, I would like to go to a place that's rebuilding, but at least has proven foundation and has like other young talent. So like, if I do end up playing in the majors, I'm not playing for a team that's uh 47 and 115 so not the Orioles is what you're saying <laughs> right yeah like the Cubs 
like when the Rizzo Bryant era was first getting started, like that would have been a fun time to uh, get drafted. Co- like coming up with those guys would have been really cool because it's just in the span of like four years or so. They've gone from a team that's been consistently making the playoffs to, uh, you know, in 20, 2015, they won the wild card game. 2016, obviously, they won the World Series, and they were back in the playoffs last year. So that would have been cool. That's just me, though. Right, there's a, or I would go to the Rays. I would go to the Rays any day just so I could live in Tampa Bay. Right, there, there's a lot of a lot of baseball players that spend many years in the minors, and they end up having MLB careers, but their debut is in their late 20s. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be said that if that player, say, were on the Orioles and was playing there for whatever seven years in the majors, because let's face it, their their system just doesn't have the talent that other other teams have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're making a lot more money in your career just because you're in that shittier organization. Uh, minor league baseball players make terrible wages. Terrible. Single A to triple A, it's all awful. I think the starting salary for a triple A baseball player is like $2,500 a month for a five-month season. Wow. I mean, that's I was gonna that's say, brutal. But like a lot, have... a lot of them are only like like 19 to 24. There's a lot of old guys in triple-A baseball. There's yeah. a lot, but what would be the majority, though? Uh, you would have to figure it's m- mostly young people that like don't have like family. This, this would be anything. something really interesting that we could do research on. Yeah. You know, imagine doing research. <laughs> Get your friend Brett on the... Uh, on the uh, that would, that would, on the horn. That would be a good thing to talk about. Talk about your friend Brett. Who is he, Ryan? Uh... Brett Bordis pitched at Arizona State University, pitched in the College World Series. Uh, I, he has some type of record. He was a relief pitcher. Uh, I think maybe maybe saves. I don't know. He has some type of record at Arizona State, and he played in the Orioles system. He ultimately never made it to the big leagues, but he is a family friend. He lived with us while he played in single A Aberdeen in the Orioles system, so that's how I have that connection. I mean, I I would say I would rather, like Angie said, you're probably going to get traded if you're really good, but if you play, like, in a shitty organization that doesn't have a direction, you'll get to the big leagues faster because mm-hmm. those people that are in front of you, uh, yeah, they're just clearing out of the way because you're just... You're just like insanely better than that person in front of you. So I'm a really competitive guy naturally. So I would, I would, I would love to get called up like as quick as possible. But if me getting called up at age like 22 because my team is 47 and 115, I, I just I don't know how much fun I'd be having if I'm losing that much. I, I think you need maybe to... I would feel differently if I actually saw the paycheck in front of me right now. Yeah, it, uh, it, I don't know. <laughs> But I just I, I love winning. Actually, making, you know how much I love winning. Make, I'm freaking out about a bracket that I have no money on the line for. Making a living is uh, totally. I mean, you could you set yourself up for life by getting to the major leagues. 
I mean, Chris Davis has pretty much set himself up for life because he's making not only $23 million this year, he's making $23 million over the next three years. Well, he gets paid mm-hmm. until he's uh, 51, I believe. Yeah. Was it backloaded? Yep. He gets paid for like 10 years after he's done playing baseball. Yeah. Because I saw it, it was like seven years, $161 million when they signed um, I think uh, it, it's something along the lines of for five years, he gets like three annually, and then it's down to like one and a half or something. So he's still getting paid millions of dollars for a decade after he retires. Bobby Bonilla Day 2.0. That's what's happening. Uh, so if if you ask me if I'm sure, I'm sure Chris Davis is down in the dumps a little bit about his uh, misfortunes at the plate. But I felt bad for the guy. I find it hard pressed to be too upset when this dude is set for life. Um, that may be, but like if you're in a clubhouse with other guys that are making a lot of money, those are your peers. Well, he's and they're making a lot of money and also doing well at the place. There's not there's, there's, there's money on the team. There's not a lot of guys making a lot of money in the Orioles clubhouse. Sure, there are. Not probably maybe not as much as his absurd contract, but like compared to like the average Joe, they're all making at least six I figures. Just, I, I don't know. Throw, throw me seventeen million dollars, and I'll I'll jump on the ice for your Flyers and give up ten goals a game, and won't feel sorry. <laughs> well, so, right. Like okay, so if you're on the Flyers, sorry one bit. If you're on the Flyers and you like come home on like uh, your Christmas break, what is that? And you're hanging out with me and Johnny. It's Christmas break. I, li- I live in the real world. Holiday break? I have the Orioles' uh, salaries up, if if you guys would. Yes, please, like. please, please, Johnny. Uh, Chris Davis is the highest, making $23 million a year. Crazy. The, the second highest is Alex Cobb. He makes $14 Who the million. Fuck is dollars. That? He was the pitcher. Is he related that, to Ty Cobb? No. He was the pitcher they signed last year when the Orioles thought that they uh, were still in contention. When that when, door had slammed that? shut. May? Uh, no, before last year. <laughs> when they were still in contention. Before last year. Oh, okay. When they thought they were still in contention. Third highest is Andrew Kashner. He's making $9.5 million a year. Is he a relief pitcher? That's funny, because he's got the name word cash in his name. Is he a relief um, pitcher? I believe. I believe so. Some of those relief pitchers make sneaky good money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, next is Jonathan Villar, 4.8. And then it's Dylan Bundy. Oh, boy. He used to, he making, used to be the uh, the prodigy. Yeah, uh, Bundy's making $2.8 million. Back when I was in high school, all the, uh, all, the, so all the students used to talk like Dylan Bundy was uh, Cy Young. Along with Chris Tillman. Uh, so there's one, two. There's six guys making over a million dollars this year. Yeah. Everybody else is making five hundred to eight hundred thousand. Well, it's not chump change. It's not, but Chris Davis is making twenty three million dollars a year. Yeah, that's pretty. That's wild. So like I mean, he he had he had his 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 days where he was uh guess one of the best home run hitters in the game. Yeah. So he had his days. He he can be happy with his career. Um 
he's not a failure as a player by no. any means. So I that's mean, that's what I'm, last, that's what I'm like, saying. Last like year and a half, yeah, but I mean, other like overall, no, that's, his career is not a failure. That's what I'm saying. Like, can he really be like that sad? I, I don't think so. No, I mean, he. Here's his average from 2013 when uh, he was third in MVP voting. The year he hit uh, 53 home runs and 138 RBIs. This is 2013. And it was clean, right? They found no uh, evidence of steroids. Yeah, no, he's clean. It was, uh, was some good. type of Adderall thing. Yeah, which, I mean, every college kid's on, so it's like... Uh, so his average goes from 2013 to now. It's 286, 196, 262, 221, 215, 168, 109. Um, your college college kid thing maybe brought up something to my mind. That is? That uh, if you think college is hard and you complain about it all the time, you got... You got a real reality check coming once you graduate and you enter that real world. Yeah, I've, I've stopped complaining that college is hard. Co- college, is college is not hard. Extremely kids. easy. Uh, the amount of free time, I get it. If you work, if you're working a full time job and trying to pay for it, sure, that could be a grind. But these people who are taking 15 credits a semester, five classes, and complain about how much work it is is, uh, I can't even make a word i mean it you can't even make a word no it's ridiculous dude did you guys see when the um during the uh the basketball tournament last month when the ncaa aired that commercial about like the day in the life of the the college at the student oh athlete my God, yeah. and yes. all of these college players are bitching and moaning about how unrealistic it is I, I find it. I, I, that, that I get br. I get blood red mad at that. That's okay, Andrew. Thank you for that because I couldn't make word as I said. Uh, blood red mad. Yeah, you couldn't make word. So blood red mad. There is my there is my words. Blood red mad. Uh, I'm like, you signed up to be a college. When he athlete. raised his arm, his his arm wasn't wrapped because like I I had a separated shoulder. That that was one I saw. It's not realistic at all. Can I ask you guys a question? What? Did these guys sign up to be college athletes, or were they forced into it in some kind of some no, kind of weird dictatorship up. type thing? In a way, yes, and let me explain. In a way, yes. Were they yes. forced into it? So, okay. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, Hot take coming NBA from Johnny. Not, the NBA does not allow players to enter the draft until they're 19 <laughs> or or mm. one year out of high school. John Burnett. The the NFL does not allow it 3 years after high school. Correct. So that would be the slight forcing of them into it. They don't have to go. Not saying right. not saying not saying they have to go. Just saying both leagues don't allow you to enter the draft straight out of high school. Are, That's all I'm saying. Are you aware of how many professional basketball leagues are in Europe? Yes, which mm-hmm. and most college and most kids that are coming out of high school say, "Yeah, I'm going to go to Europe for a year and then I'm going to enter the NBA draft," which is smart. There's a football league north of the border that you get paid to play in. Yeah, it's a different game. It's a very different game. You still get paid and you don't have to go to school. 
Eh, different game. That's what I'm going to argue. It's really not that much different. It the, is the CFL. Actually, yes, it's different. Why? The the field's longer, and there's more people on the field. But like the basics of the game, the fundamentals are absolutely and the same. And there's three downs. There's three downs. I've watched CFL. There's three downs. Yeah, dude. You ever watched the Toronto Argonauts battle? It's good stuff. I've not. I've not. <laughs> Can't say I have. Um. Uh, yeah. It's a professional football league. So. I get your point. Um, so to act like you're forced to go to the NCAA is laughable, in my opinion. Uh, I, I've, I think I've brought this up with you before, Ryan. I don't know if I have with you, Johnny. Uh, Richard Sherman, at one of the, uh, the media days before, I can't remember which, because the Seahawks were in back-to-back Super Bowls, I can't remember which one it was, but the one media day, he was talking about how, like, uh, how how busy his schedule was as a as a uh, student athlete at Stanford, and he said, you know, I I would like to see a, a regular student trade schedules with a student athlete for uh for a week and just see how it goes. And I was like, sign me up if that means I get to suit up on Saturdays and put that red S on my helmet. I get to play football at Stanford. You're damn right, I'll trade schedules with you. I don't care. Well, like, and I get, he, he I get worked all hard. the gear. I get he, all the gear. Yeah. I get everything else. Oh. I get tutors. I get this. I get that. I get all the help I could possibly need to get I'm, through college. I'm not saying it's not tough. I'm not saying Richard Sherman is a, a hardworking person, and he is a good football player. He deserved that scholarship. We but are in no getting... way. We are in no way saying that yeah. their life is easier than ours. Right. We are in but no way saying that. If if you're gonna, you're gonna get, uh. To go to college for free to a, a hell of an institute like Stanford is, and you get to play college football at the the biggest level, and then have have the audacity to bitch and moan about how you, you know regular students have it so much better. I, I I I was I was really mad at that. And again, like I said, I'll trade with you absolutely seven out of seven days you can have my schedule and i'll go play football at stanford i'll go play football anywhere well johnny you brought up the gear and yeah. lots of people like to complain that oh we get gear but we should get paid you- can i make can i can i make their argument for that go ahead their argument is pretty much that the ncaa makes hands over fists money just i mean piles and piles and piles of money yeah right i think they make i mean i think the tournament the ncaa tournament clears like 800 million dollars uh what do you get to winning a tournament game uh each school each conference gets it's uh, something ridiculous millions of dollars yeah something like that yeah. like i think the um 15 million dollars a win or it's a mil- it's it's in the million range. I'm, I'm not. Oh, it's definitely seven figures. I'm not. It might I'm be not eight. Positive on the figure, but it's more than half of the NCAA's total revenue. Right, and I think just that one tournament alone, like that's you include college hockey, college baseball, the college football playoff. That one three week tournament makes at least fifty percent of all of their total revenue. If I'm not okay. mistaken. Okay, I have it pulled up. Uh, the NCAA's revenue. In 2016, was 995.9 million dollars. 
That's almost a billion dollars. Yeah, it's almost a billion, yeah. But you realize most sports lose money at yeah. schools. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, at Penn State, so a major school with crazy fan support, they yeah. have three sports that aren't in the red. Is it, I thought it was only two. Football, basketball, and hockey. You mean hmm. you mean in the black? Red's bad. Yeah. Are you are you saying to me all of, that... all of them are in the red except three? Right. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All of them are losing money except football, I'm basketball, and hockey. Red. Dustin Lynch, everybody. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, football normally pays for like if you're in the SEC, the Big Twelve, the Big Ten, ACC. Football pays for everything else. Yes. So, so honestly, <laughs> there's not many athletes that have an argument about making money besides sports that actually make money. I would say, I would say, like, NCAA needs to change the rules a bit. But then again, I you mean, signed up to be a college athlete, and while signing up to be one, you understood that you are not getting compensated for your services it's not a job do you think that they should be able to sell their name and their likeness i do actually yes that i think like they should be they should be allowed to sign an autograph for somebody and like sell it on ebay for 20 bucks yeah it's their name that at least they've that they have earned on their own it's it's their name it's not the ncaa's name it's their name yeah that's a good point and on, honestly, if the if the NCAA was smart, they should sell jerseys with the names on the back, and they would then have just to pay them. That's what I'm saying. You would you would give that player a portion of it, but you don't have to give them all of it. Yeah, I think they that, would make way more money that way. That's their argument. They want a portion. They don't want all. Right. They want they want something. I mean, if you said, but the NCAA is just corrupt and it it is what it is they're gonna they're gonna take players or they're gonna take they're gonna take things away from players just at willy-nilly just because they're the ncaa and we can do whatever the hell you know how many jerseys oklahoma could sell if they had murray or mayfield on the back of the jersey right are you kidding me barkley and mcsorley yeah. what with penn state it would be hard because they don't have the names on the back anyway with Penn, with well, Penn there's, State, I there's mean, China fake jerseys with uh, Barkley and uh, McSorley oh, on the yeah. back. Well, yeah, I would oh, never yeah. buy that though because it's not it's not authentic. It's not realistic. Uh, Andrew and I do not do fake jerseys. I'm not yeah. sure where Johnny stands on that point, but that's a huge college. That's the most college thing ever is to buy a China fake jersey to go out and drink. Yo, them, look, drink I it. bought this sick Tyler Sagan stars jersey for twenty dollars <laughs> on AliExpress. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's so Dude. sick. It's not even the same green as the real jersey, bro. Yeah, remember uh, can, State can... Patty's Day? <laughs> State Patty's Day, Snides had the uh, he had the uh, China fake Sagan jersey, I... and I had like the I, I had the Sagan jersey shirt that like came from NHL.com. And Snides was like, "Yo, you can have a jersey." I was like, "Dude, this costs more than what you're wearing right now." Mine was like thirty. Yours was twenty. I'm a big fan of my money going like. If I buy a jersey, I want an NHL jersey. I want my money going to the Ducks and the NHL and Fanatics, whatever. I don't, I don't want to buy some China bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Any thoughts, Johnny? I don't have money to buy jerseys. 
<laughs> Not yet. Those we are, need those, we need the Cash App thoughts. to sponsor us. Those are those are my thoughts. But do you uh, but no do you ads, do you do you buy fake ones because you don't have a lot of money? No, I just don't buy them. See, if there a you fake go. one, if a fake here, so my your Johnny your is your jersey, jersey real? real? Yep, that's real as shit. My Kateri, my Kateri jersey is real. He has a fake. Oh, Shane, you have a fake one. Shane Goss is here's there. the reason for that. Here's the reason for that though. I had a friend buy it from China. He was gonna buy one for him and his dad. His dad didn't want his, and he was like, "Do you want it?" I was like, "Sure." I didn't pay anything for it, so that's acceptable. I'm not, I'm not hurting. Right. I'm not hurting anybody. I'll take a free fake jersey. I don't care. But yeah, I was, yeah. But yeah, my Kateria one was real. For sure. Um, and then, Ryan, you remember when we were... We saw that Dustin Pedroia jersey? And I bought it for like 30 bucks in Sports Authority? Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Yeah, it was... Uh, you got a real jersey for 30 bucks? Sports, oh, yeah. Sports Authority was uh, going out of business or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was sitting on a rack. Yeah. I remember the Sports Authority days. I used to hit up when that was going out of business, dude. The deals you would get there, and I for some reason Sports Authority in White Marsh, Maryland had Steelers polos, like the on on field <laughs> coaches polos. That would that doesn't surprise me at all. Honestly. That would sell for I, Steelers apparel is like up and down the entire <laughs> East Coast. It it would sell for like ninety nine ninety nine on NFL Shop or Fanatics whatever. I got yeah. I got these polos for twenty dollars a piece. Kept one and sell one bitch on eBay. Making money. Crazy times, crazy times. Uh, Ryan, I also heard some news. Got a got a hot tip that uh, the MLS could be expanding to thirty teams. Yes, they will be expanding to thirty teams. Um, they're announcing club number 28 and 29 by the All-Star game this summer. So there will be 29 teams in place by this summer, and that'll leave one spot for a team following that. And enter, we have 24 teams in the league right now. Um, so there's three more waiting to come in. Austin FC, Inter Miami, uh, don't get me started on the name, and Nashville SC. So that leaves us with three spots open for MLS. And these cities that are looking to get in, Phoenix, Charlotte, um, the expansion brings up talks of promotion relegation. And... I am one to argue against promotion relegation for the simple fact of MLS does not have the infrastructure. Soccer in America isn't at the point where you can have promotion relegation. Uh, MLS is thriving right now. Soccer-specific stadiums are now the standard where it didn't used to be. There's stadiums being built everywhere in uh, high-volume downtown areas. And... When, a new, when you take millions of taxpayer dollars or private dollars to build a new stadium, imagine what that would do to your team when you have 25,000 people going to MLS games and then the next season 
you're down playing in USL and you get, I don't know, a few thousand a game, that would absolutely cripple most markets in MLS. It doesn't work for the franchise structure in American sports. Yeah, we don't have relegation in any other sport. It, just just imagine imagine any any sport and they get imagine the Flyers um come into whatever the bottom three of the NHL next season and they just say, Well, sorry, you're in the AHL. What do you think that would do to attendance, sales? It would it would cripple the franchise. It would, well, it would definitely solve the tanking problem. <laughs> it would. <laughs> it would. But no. I mean, Ryan, you and I have talked about this extensively about how like the way the uh like the way the Premier League does things about how you have relegation and they don't even have like a they don't have playoffs. It's just whoever finishes with the most point wins the whole thing. I think that's kind of stupid. And I know you think that's kind of stupid too. Um, In fairness to the uh to English football, they do have um you know, tournaments and stuff. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they the, have Champions League. Cha- English football, uh, F- English FA football Cup. Has, yeah, they have two domestic cups in Champions League. The FA Cup, but we we also have the Open Cup, so we we yeah. have playoffs and a domestic cup. But carry on. Do you hear there are uh, all those games are going to be on ESPN Plus? Yes, now? that's uh, that is big for the tournament. Are you excited for that? I am. You're a subscriber, right? I am. Uh, I'm still I'm still deciding. That's my favorite right? subscription out there. I would take it over Netflix any day of the week. I can't even remember the last time I've been on Netflix it's since I got ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus has um, every out-of-market MLS game, uh, every USL game. Uh, so if you're into soccer, you definitely need ESPN Plus. Uh, they have specific shows on there, every 30 for 30. They have they have all kinds of sports on there. It's absolutely worth the money, in my opinion. I mean, the thing is, I mean, in soccer in Europe, you want to solve the tanking problem. They don't have a draft. Like, they, there's no drafts over there. Yeah, where do like, the players come? They just, like, sign Yeah. whoever, like, shows up. Whoa. Yeah. Or not whoever shows up, but, like. They go scout, and they sign the player. Well, they, they, and they bring them into their youth academy. Yeah, they have their youth academies, which which they have yeah. here in the United States, too. They do. It's the, but it's MLS nowhere is kind of a hybrid because you have – you have your academies, but then you also have guys. You have guys in academies, and then they sign contracts with European clubs or something, or they they sign homegrown contracts to their club. And then you have guys that play college soccer and go through the MLS Super Draft or play in USL first. There's in Europe. There's one way to do it in soccer. In the U.S., there's plenty of different ways. There's people that argue there's no point to go play college soccer because by the time you get done, you're whatever, 22, 23 years old. You have, in soccer, there's people that get on the field at 16 years old as professionals. Um, But the way MLS is set up, I, I think people need to stop comparing it to the rest of the world. There is nothing about our league that is the same as the rest of the world. Other than the fact that uh, the standings are the same. Meaning, <laughs> like, you get one point for a tie. Yes. And you get three points for a win. And there's soccer balls being kicked around. And there's 
11 players <laughs> 11, per team. 11 players, yeah. Um, and the grass is green. Yes. Well, some don't have grass. That's a that's a big topic for. Uh, well, now we're since we've been talking about Europe, it's really getting me into the uh, Euro snob discussion. Let's let it be known that we are not supporters of the Euro snob on this podcast. The what? The Euro the Euro snob. What's that? Um, a person who thinks he is above MLS. Uh, uh, usually. Usually some guy from, let's say, I don't know, D.C. Every Saturday morning he goes and watches Liverpool. He's a diehard uh, die Liverpool fan. He just, yeah. EPL, EPL, EPL. And then, oh, are you going to the D.C. United game? I don't watch D.C. United. MLS is trash. And then you have... Wow, that background noise kind of screwed me up. Uh, well, no, I, I I get your point. It's basically like you live in DC, DC United's right there. Why? I mean, you can watch both. But, but they're above it's it. Very it. possible. Oh, I don't. MLS is trash, and then you say, "Oh, the U.S. national team is so trash." I don't watch that. But then here they are when U.S. makes a run in a World Cup in the future. You know that person is going to be cheering on USA at their local pub, <laughs> and it doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's just the way some people are. And then, I mean, it... some people support the national team, but then shit on MLS. MLS and the national team are di- directly related. It's like if you're if you're if your home if your home country's league is good, then your national team's going to be good. It's not, like there's with the except with the exception of South America, uh, although. Many of the leagues in South America are good, but they all go to the EPL. But we have players on our national team that play in Europe. But that's it's not the same path for every player. No, it's not. Um, which people need to understand. They're like, well, why don't you go to Europe? You, you know what's happened to a lot of Americans that go to Europe? They sit on a bench. They go over there, sign with a... a a low-level EPL team or something, they get stuck in the stuck in the reserves, stuck on the bench. They just sit there. I think you're much more better off um, being a leader and a star, and maybe not a star in MLS because look at the star power you have now, but a leader on an MLS club rather than sitting on the bench. It it's well been documented that you're going to be better when you're playing. You don't get any extra brownie points for sitting on the bench at Newcastle, for example. I'm surprised you knew that. Um, but yeah, no, you're you're better when you play. Even if, like, we obviously understand that MLS has a lower talent level than EPL. It's, like, it's we're not we're, we're not naive over it's here. It's been we, around we for it. so much less time. Yeah, it's it's like what do you it's like what do you want? The league's been around. The league, I was born in '94. The league came in in '96. The league is younger than me. Like, what? What do you want from us? And the league constantly gets shit on, but all it's done is just 
expand to. I I will. Ten years ago, I would have never guessed MLS would be where it is right now. It has far and away exceeded all expectations from everyone, and it just keeps growing rapidly. And where this league is in twenty years, it could be something really special. Especially when you have guys, guys like Zlatan and Wayne playing here. But that's not mm-hmm. it. It's not doesn't just have to be the the older professional. Uh, now MLS is signing all the big name young South American players. Uh, that's Miguel Almiron came from South America, and now he tore it up with Atlanta United. And now, now he's over, starting in the Premier League. Right. It's <laughs> this league is a good league. It's not the EPL. It will never be it will never be on par with the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga. It it will never get to that level. That's just the reality of it. Those leagues have been around for over hundreds of years. And soccer in the those countries have been the premier sport ever since the beginning of time. But what we we can admit is with expanding to 30 teams, this league is going somewhere. I Johnny, you, we used to go to DC United games in, what season was that, 2016 at RFK? That uh, shithole. Yes. I was there with you one time. Yeah, actually. Andrew went to a game with me. Um, we uh, They were playing FC Dallas. I don't know if you can tell Andrew, but Johnny, can. could you tell a difference in the league from then until now, just three years later? Yeah, what I, I mean, when I saw uh, where we played, I mean, the upper deck was wasn't even open. It was a forty thousand seat stadium or yeah. fifty thousand, whatever the hell it was, and you're only opening the lower bowl, and there's also only six thousand people in there. The place looked empty. I mean, absolutely empty. And now, finally, DC got their new stadium. What is it? Eighteen five. 20 capacity at uh at rfk for mls games they uh have at twenty thousand. there there were games that dc united had over twenty thousand at rfk but it was only only here and there they that was just dc united was definitely uh late in coming into new age mls but they did it nonetheless it just took him a while. Uh, took him longer. You get just the the on field the on field product has just changed immensely in five years. Yeah, I I would agree. And I, if you think MLS isn't going to keep growing, I don't. There is no signs that tell you it's going to stop growing anytime soon. There is no league in the world uh, in any sport growing like Major League Soccer is. Yep. It's going to keep growing. It's going to keep getting better. It's just going to take a while. The one thing I worry about with expansion is basically player pools. Like, Do we have the, the player pool in place to... To have three teams coming in in the next 
few years and having 30 I certainly that's the, I certainly that's hope the issue. I certainly hope we're at the point where it's not going to water down the product but so you look at the most leagues it's about 20 teams but we're American so we do everything in 30s at least around 30 <laughs> and imagine MLS with 20 teams how much higher higher quality talent would be on each team so there's obviously some could be some issues with the player pool but i think with where mls is now it will be a non-issue that's my hope at least i don't know what you think johnny meaning what are you what are you asking me uh do, I'm just, do you guys think that there's a there's a danger here of watering down the product. Yeah, I mean, but that's the danger with expansion in every league. Uh, you see it with the NHL, although that was kind of an anomaly with the Knights. But they also redid the expansion rules where... Uh, they just gifted they, Vegas a Stanley Cup final team? Pretty much. Uh, you saw it with the NFL in uh, 95, 96 when they added the Panthers and the Jaguars. I mean... Uh, they got. They also ha- didn't have to deal with the expansion uh, hurdles that the teams of the '70s had in the NFL. They're getting when when you expand, they're making it easier for teams to get better or to get good quicker. Also, free agency has helped a ton. It's like you can just just like oh, this guy's this guy's on the market. Yeah, we're a new team, but yeah, we can go. Get him and pay for him. Like we got no problem with that. We have money too. Is it going to water down the product? I think three teams added in the same year. That's going to be a lot. Well, I'm not. I know Nashville is coming in next season. Uh, I'm not sure about Miami. Austin, I believe is. Austin still has a couple years. Well, if they if they just trickle them in. It's like one, one or two teams a year. I think we could be okay. But I also, if you add, if you add like three teams in one year, I think that could be a problem. I think it's also different with soccer being, it's a global game. There's players everywhere. Uh, yeah, there's a professional leagues everywhere. There's tons of good leagues, but even now I've seen uh, soccer writers put MLS in their top ten in the world around number ten. Which I don't know if that's true, but to be in the consideration, it speaks volumes to where MLS is and the talent and quality they have. Um, it seems like now every team has multiple international players. Every international break, the teams are hurting when there's still MLS still plays games sometimes during these international breaks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we just have to see how it goes. I want to speak a little bit of the hopeful cities. I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on... So there's three spots left. What are some markets you think that MLS could target? Phoenix, definitely. With, with, without, without knowing what what cities are actively trying to get expansion. Let me let me pull up 
I want to pull up uh, the MLS map. So, right now, it looks like there's, from a MLS official, there's four good, four very good uh, um, cities trying to get it right now with Las Vegas, Charlotte, Is De- Phoenix, Detroit and Detroit. Ah, I call so, it. out of those four four that I mentioned um, I, I think it's an easy choice for me to leave Detroit off the, off the list um, yeah uh, that city has been in shambles for years I don't think I don't think the answer is just throw a franchise in there and the money will come no <laughs> no I, I don't I don't know if it's a privately funded thing, but a lot of these things are paid by by paid for by taxpayers. So you're telling me that a town that's struggling like crazy right now, and they you're gonna just throw throw another new building on there? I'm sure taxpayers are still paying off the new hockey arena there, Pizza Arena, sponsored by oh, sponsored Caesar's by Little Caesars, hot and ready. Yeah, I'm. I mean, looking at, I mean, they have, they basically, they've covered uh, most major markets. Uh, I think Charlotte definitely needs one. Uh, s- yeah, I, that's where so- I soccer is, has a big. Uh, it has deep roots in North Carolina. Uh, yeah, with does. college soccer, um, North Carolina is a big part of U.S. soccer, and it should be a part of MLS. Um, they, <laughs> I think it would do really well in Charlotte. Phoenix, who knows? They have a good proposal, and their stadium would uh, have like misters and shit. It would it would be fine to play there during the summer. And their USL team has such a big following, which helps immensely with trying to get an MLS team. I'm interested to see how Nashville does. It's everything in Nashville right now is just taking off. So I think that has a chance to, to be really good, but they went with the same color as the Preds. So I'm guessing their fans are going to be just as dumb as them. (laughs) Oh my it's a little God. easier to understand soccer than hockey, though, from a person who n- knows nothing about the sport or didn't play. Right. And if I have any Preds fans listening out there, go fuck yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ! I think on that note, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up here. Um, please, everybody, uh, subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends if you think they would uh, like to listen to us. Uh, we we know the show kind of went off the rails today, but uh, it's raw. It's, it's raw. It's real. It, it's Saturday. Um, if the show's on the rails, then it's just boring. We went we went with a more traditional style on traditional radio style on well, Wednesday was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I think. 
today we're more loosey-goosey we're just going off each other we're here for a silly goose time and that's it how about if uh any of you listener listeners out there could uh could leave us a comment and uh let us know what kind of show you're more into yes we will we will add i will add our uh, our twitter handles to the show notes on this one tweet at us let us know what you want to hear are you are you, you like, more into if a you like us structured you know whatever 45 minute an hour show or it's more structured and prepped and basically polished for radio or do you like a little more loosey-goosey we're just going to go off on anything that comes to our minds if you like us let us know if you don't let us know and we're just not going to respond to you because <laughs> you don't have to listen that was your choice it is your choice Thanks to be offended remember that folks it is so with that said uh, happy Saturday enjoy your Easter we will see you guys next week have a good one Don't give up, it's a little complicated, all tied up.